Hey everybody, C-Note here and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like a bar fight. Probably going to end in depth or in jail or something like that. You really shouldn't crack a bottle over someone's head. There are so many stories I've heard on like Reddit or something where somebody has like gotten into a bar fight or done something like overly manly that they've seen on TV and someone's gotten hurt or killed and they're like, wait, there's cops coming? Wait, uh, I'm going to end up in front of a jury? Oh no, this just this doesn't happen on TV. Usually they just cut to the next scene. <laughs> nope, that's not how that works. Um and I think that's a pretty good segue into what we're going to talk about this week, which is the male experience and uh talk all about many 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 different as many as I can think of. Um really just 5, I guess. <laughs> but um a bunch of different topics in relation to men and mental health and um emotions and alpha males and uh male fragility and like all of the social issue aspects um mixed with just like the male experience the male perspective on certain things um and the confusion that kind of comes with um the perception of men i think there's a there's a pretty lousy perception of men uh, uh publicly in terms of like how men should be and like sometimes there's like the dopey dad like doop 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 men man men men be dumb <laughs> um but today we're going to talk about alpha males and beta males um mostly this is about mostly about the alpha experience what it takes to be an alpha male and what that feels like what that looks like what that sounds like <laughs> usually it's quieter and um not people who are getting in bar fights typically um but you know there's a there's a again there's like the media perception in terms of like what's in movies and tv and stuff versus what most men would consider to be alpha males which is someone who is a little bit um who is loving and nurturing and prepared to defend people and the other who is just looking for a fight all the time to prove their status and improve their insecurities. So we're going to talk all about that today on this episode of dopamine. Let's hit the button and do the thing. Boop. Drums, All right, everyone, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. It's actually a Monday. I'm recording on a Monday. It's not the Monday you're listening to this, but it's the Monday before, and um, it just makes it easier for my brain. <laughs> so we've officially transitioned our schedule. Molly started her new job today. I got up bright and early. I've got a lot of stuff done, did some client work, and I'm going to try to record podcasts in order because before I was doing it like five podcasts in three days. And that was a little bit rough. And uh, personally, I want to keep up with this schedule, but not have it be something that is uh, driving me insane. Uh, so, <laughs> um, but again, you know, thank you for listening to the show. I appreciate you guys. Um, today, we're going to talk about alpha, basically alpha male energy, the perceptions of alpha males, what alpha males really should embody and do embody. And, um, you know, the difference and, and how to notice and acknowledge when someone is genuine being an genuinely being an alpha male when versus when they're not. And this is going to come from my own personal experience. So, you know, grain of salt and all that stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, for me, 
I've always butted heads against the cliche alpha male. Then the cliche alpha male is really very, very different from an actual alpha male. I think the common misconception about alpha males is that they are someone that is um, like very, you know, a ginormous brute that is brash and throwing things around and throwing his weight around and, and being a, a, being a jerk and, and being physically forceful and all of that stuff, even being mean and arrogant and, and negative is typically the, the alpha perception. And it actually couldn't be very far further from the truth. Um, and, you know, real quick, before I go any further, I wanted to say that the, the theme for this week is going to be men. Men and emotions and mental health and perceptions of men, stereotypes, um, feminism in relation to men, uh, the antagonism of men and stuff like that. Uh, I'm going to do my best to try to, you know, share ha- as openly and honestly as I can um, the positive aspects of being a man and how being a man is, you know, there's nothing wrong with being male. And the only problem is that men as a society have taken over in a negative way. So it's kind of led to a lot of negative perceptions of men, but a lot of people in our lives love the the males in our lives, the family man, the, um, you know, fathers and, and coworkers and bosses and boyfriends and all of that stuff. And, um, for varying degrees of men being men. And there are a lot of really good men in the world. And there are certainly perceptions of what a good man is versus what a douche is. And uh, I think a lot of what's going on in the world is, is in response to an excess of douchey behavior. Uh, so when I talk about alpha males, I, I'm talking about men that are handling responsibilities, men that are protective and loving and caring, but don't have a sense of ownership over their family units, over their spouses, over their partners, over friends. They don't, they feel this natural protective energy which is something I feel and um, have felt most of my life. I protect my friends that are close to me and I want to take care of them and make sure that everyone is, is loved and supported, appreciated, lifted up and respected. And there is really nothing complicated about that. I think the male perception of alpha-ness gets thrown off by movies and film and TV and, um, you know, football and grunty or, you know, and there is a sense of power that comes with being a strong male. There's a sense of physical strength, but that is more in the protective energy than it is about, you know, tearing down kind of energy. And I think it gets misplaced based on your upbringing, based on, you know, what you've been exposed to. And, um, that typically becomes the norm because the, the, you know, the, the, the faux alpha males, the beta males in life are the ones that are the most loud. They're the ones starting fights because an alpha male doesn't, why would an alpha male feel like they need to prove themselves? If you are, you just are. And I think about that in business all the time. I think about that in the expressions of marketing materials and the way that people are. You know, when they're talking about their products, they're talking about their expertise, uh, being a social media expert or being a marketing expert or being a, uh, an expert in whatever field. And it's not to say you can't have a title and you can't be proud and you can't be, um, someone that is a little bit boastful and confident, but there's a very big difference between trying to convince someone that you are the top tier versus just exhibiting it and being that and showing it 
you know, it's, it's a very different kind of feeling and, um, it works in marketing and it's, and it, and it fits to the alpha beta male dynamic. And I think there are a lot of males. Um, there's a natural hierarchy that comes with like the male perspective. I, you're just kind of born into it. And I think that's a lot of thing. That's a lot that, that's a lot of stuff that, that, that some women have a hard time understanding is that there's this natural sense of hierarchy within men. Uh, I'm sure plenty of women appreciate and, and, have experienced this as well. But, um, from my experience, and again, I'm only really speaking from my experience as best as I can. And those that I've spoken to that, um, there is this sense of, of hierarchy. Like you just kind of want to like be, you, you, you want to be taller than the other guy. You want to be stronger than the other guy, <laughs> you know? And it's something that, um, is, is something that's pretty instinctual from when you're a kid. Uh, you want to just be better, faster, bigger, stronger, you know, and you're, especially as you start to go through puberty, you're starting to feel like you're competing with, <clears throat> with other young men for the attention of women and for status and notoriety and for people to notice you and appreciate you and respect you. And <clears throat> of course, when I start talking, my throat starts being crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it, you start to kind of vie for respect, and it's not really until a little bit later in life when you start to mature that you start to find your own version of it, and you really start to realize that in relation to the modern world, we're not competing for resources in the same way. You know, we're not fighting each other in line at the grocery store for that hunk of meat. <laughs> you know, it's you, you just you just go in and you buy it. You know, we're we're trying to, it's more of a nurturing uh, community over competition the way it is these days, but you can't satiate those urges that we have naturally to protect and be all testosterone and, and, you know, be aggressive and stuff like that. And really it's a matter of how you point that energy and um, being able to be prepared for conflict when it happens, because I think that's part of the male experience as well is, um, you know, not necessarily being naive. I mean, you're not going to be on edge all the time and sit at your door and wait for someone to try and break in so you can shoot them. <laughs> like that's, that's ridiculous. But certainly when you're out in public, I think there is something about the male ethos that is always prepared to protect being prepared to, to, yeah, to, to protect and guard and be there for the people in your life and the people around you and not necessarily try to look for war. You know, it's like, it's kind of like, a, a, I consider Odin of uh, the, the, the Marvel version of Odin to be a very alpha male perspective. He is someone that talks about his willingness to go to war if he needs to, but it doesn't actively seek it. And I think that is a pretty indicative uh perception of the alpha male experience being prepared to defend and protect and do what needs to be done to keep your people safe as best as you can, but also do the best that you can to avoid that to by nurturing and loving and caring and teaching and being there for the people in your lives and outside of your life to be willing to be nice and loving to strangers and not assuming that everyone is out to get you. 
And I think the difference between that and like the beta male perspective is that the beta male is consistently searching for status and, uh, you know, been there, done that, <laughs> you know, constantly trying to find a way to prove that you're better than the other guy. There was a long time. So I'm a pretty short guy. I'm five, four. I shouldn't say pretty short. I'm very short. Uh, I'm a short guy and have always had, um, I wasn't very insecure. I was a little bit insecure about my height in my teens, but it's not really something that's stuck with me throughout the rest of my life. It's just like, why am I going to be insecure about something that's not going to change? <laughs> you know? So, um, and there are certain ways that you can like dress that kind of help with that perception a little bit, you know, sh like shorter men will, will dress in more like mo monochromatic colors and stuff like that. Um, and that'll kind of help sort of, it, it kind of makes you just creates the illusion that you're just maybe a little bit taller than you actually are. But um, I remember when I was younger, I would, I would just kind of like blatantly avoid standing around tall people or a lot of tall people. Cause it would just highlight how short I was and it made me feel bad. And I think that's part of the beta male experience is, is feeling bad and not really knowing what to do with those emotions. Um, so we're going to take a quick break and I'm going to talk a little bit more about the beta male experience. All right. Welcome back. Um, so I'm going to kind of start the second half. So we're going to talk a little bit about beta males, but I also want to continue to talk a little bit about, um, the sort of media and public perception of what alpha is because alpha doesn't really, alpha doesn't get the best, uh, perspective. It, it's, you know, it, it's kind of douchey to say you're an alpha, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's, um, you know, so it's like one of those things where you just have to embody it and you have to be it. And a lot of, beta males who are attempting to be an alpha male end up being becoming what the perception of, of, of the media is, which is like loud bombastic um, bar fights and being a garbage person and being messy and smelly and not taking care of yourself. And um, you know, being disrespectful to women and trying to just take things in life and spread your territory and try to, you know, man spread and mansplain and, and do all of these things that, belittle the intelligence and the integrity of other people. And all of that is an expression of the beta male insecurity. Uh, they don't actually hundred percent feel confident. So they feel like they have to take it or earn it or, or do something that manifests it society. Like they command respect and it's kind of like commanding respect through fear versus commanding respect through through compassion and empathy and love, uh, you know, those are very different avenues. And essentially that's kind of what happens. You know, a lot of men will grow into, um, come of age and start to go one of two paths where they'll start to try to command respect out of fear and others will command respect out of love and compassion and caring. And there are certainly much more complexities to that. It's not binary when it comes to the male experience, but certainly the kinder, softer, uh, more empathetic, loving, but strong and confident and protective, they don't get as noticed because they're not boastful. They're not the ones that are exclaiming. You know, if, if, you know, for example, Captain America is a really good example of a very alpha male character but he's just not very boastful. He just, he has the suit, he has all the stuff, but it's his uniform. He's not out there doing the marketing and stuff like that. He was doing that because he was trying to stay in the military uh, during the first movie, but um, he's not trying to be loud and bombastic and, and uh, 
you know, trying to mark his territory. You know, he just, he knows his place. He knows, uh, he commands respect by his ability to do and give and sacrifice and be. And, um, you know, there are just other types of men who are maybe a little bit more, it's usually rooted in insecurity, whether it's physical, cerebral, they don't get a lot of attention from women naturally. Maybe they're physically unattractive um, in comparison to, you know, the whole of society. Uh, I feel like everyone's attractive in their own way, but um, you know, they don't feel it and they're certainly not propelled to improve their scenario. And um, I think I can, I can relate to this beta male perspective because I mentioned about my height before, but I also just ha- haven't always felt the most attractive. I didn't get a lot of attention from women when I was younger. Uh, so when I started to, you know, I really latched onto it. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, as I got into my twenties, I got you know, started to exercise a little bit better. And sometimes uh, taking care of yourself is a means to kind of build some confidence. And as you start to like, as you start to get to a place where you start to naturally just feel good, you feel physically good, you look good, you start dressing better, things like that. You feel the need to not necessarily overstate that. You, like for me, naturally at least. So one of the big trend, the biggest change for me was, uh, a little bit before I got married in 2015 uh, to my ex-wife and uh, we were, I was going through this kind of like transformation where I just, I wanted to eat better. I wanted to take care of myself. I wanted to be a good husband. I wanted to be, you know, kind of physically strong, but also look good and feel good and take care of myself. Um, I had insecurities about my teeth, so I got those fixed. Um, they're still a little wonky, but much better than it was before. And um, start to learn some techniques about, uh, taking care of myself and, um, I had to press a button, um, learn some techniques about taking care of myself and, uh, learning how to dress better and ways that just made me feel confident when I walked out the door and I got excited to like exist and live and, and to have my wife on my arm and, just kind of like feel good. And, you know, having a partner and getting married and feeling some sense of security in that kind of helped with the confidence as well. So there just kind of came a point where even though I'm not married anymore and it's a very different life scenario right now, I still feel a sense of confidence because I simply, you know, am, I'm, I'm realizing that I'm, I'm not competing with anyone, you know, and that's another way to kind of look at it and reframe it. If you're like a sort of a a male who's lacking a little bit of confidence and wanting to feel good about yourself is like, honestly, we are not fighting for resources right now. It is about community over competition. You're not competing with the other big dude. And even so, if like the girl who is that you're interested in likes a guy that is a little bit more cliche alpha, quote unquote, like that's her prerogative. You know, she is not, she doesn't owe you her attention because you like her, you know, and that's another beta male problem is like these insecurities. And there's a lot of uh, underlying feelings of entitlement when it comes to the male experience, which we'll, we'll talk about in other episodes this week um, as we go down that role uh, and road. And, um, you know, maybe that's something I'll dive into the next episode a little bit more men and insecurities, because I think it gets a bad rap. I think it's really hard for, everyone to relate to that. I mean, I've again, been there, done that. I've not always been the best to the women in my life. Um, 
but it's always it's been a learning experience to learn how to be respectful that things aren't owned to, owed to me that it's not their fault if I'm being crazy you know uh, and um, you know sometimes that can happen you know uh, with the males in general we have a little bit more of a hard time with emotions because we are not encouraged to work through our emotions we're often encouraged to be stoic and flat so and and being again gruff is like that alpha male perspective of like you have to you got to keep your shit together and you got to like be rough and tumble and just be ready to go and there's no time for crying and all of that stuff so like real quick by the end of this um oh i think someone just paid me yay money <laughs> okay cool <laughs> i was looking at my phone real quick um so basically uh, so I, I put out on Facebook uh, that I was going to talk about this topic today and just, just a, just a note, like this is a 20 minute podcast. This is a very complicated topic. There are going to be a lot of complicated topics this week. So I'm just talking like pontificating and talking the best that I can about these topics in the time period. And if you have thoughts about it, I would certainly welcome your perspective. Um, but as we wrap up, I wanted to bring up, um, I put out this thing on Facebook and, uh, uh, Karina, who's been on the show, if you can go back to an earlier interview, she talked about, um, postpartum depression, uh, Karina Pardis, uh, she said that my sister was talking to me last night about how a female coworker work out of, um, went out of their office build to do an office errand. And there was a man urinating outside who, who then cornered her and exposed himself to her. Luckily, she was able to get her phone out and call her boss and he came right down. But when she got inside her office again, all of her male coworkers were giving her a hard time. Why is she crying? Nothing happened. What's the big deal? Anyway, the police caught the guy who was on drugs and it could have been worse. Thankfully she was safe, but the attitude her male coworkers had that that's an alpha male attitude that I think needs to be addressed. My sister had to, had to point out to them, uh, what would be the next step in that situation if she had, if she hadn't been able to get help that shut them up, but I still don't think they understood. So, you know, I, I kind of replied to her and, and said, like, I would beg to differ that an alpha would be more caring and compassionate. And um, I, I, alpha males are typically just a little bit more in tune with emotions, um, particularly empathetic emotions of other people being willing to have people work through their emotions and being uh, supportive and being there for them and not saying, like, go, what, stop it, you know, stop, stop being a baby. Uh, that's, you know, that's not appropriate. Again, that's like cliche beta male perspective of, you know, being like, stop, stop your whining, stop your complaining, cut it out. And there are certainly times in life where you can say that and it makes sense to say, Hey, cut it out. This is too much. But like, if there is somebody's outside and harassing someone and, uh, it's inappropriate, like, you know, be willing to listen to that person and, you know, just, just man up. And I think when people say man up, like that's what they mean. Like being, uh, being loving, protective, caring, compassionate, listening, being there for someone, being willing to help and not letting your cliche status as a male keep you from being compassionate and caring and loving because ma being male does not mean being uh, like unemotional and, and unloving and uncaring. And I'm kind of going in circles a little bit, but that's that's essentially the the the, the conflict there. 
So I talked about alpha and beta, 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 beta dynamics here, uh, because I, I feel like I've been experiencing both a little bit. And, um, particularly when it comes to like marketing, I think that was a really good example to share how like people are more likely to connect with you as a person and connect with you as a salesperson or even just a human being talking to other people. If you are just going to exhibit healthy, happy qualities, and compassionate qualities to people, but also, you know, not being necessarily, um, you know, not confusing kindness for weakness. And that's something my mom taught me was basically, and showed me is not confusing kindness for weakness. And our relationships with our mothers and women in our lives are important for nurturing that, you know, for, for allowing us to connect emotionally a little bit more because women have more of a free pass to be emotional and um, there's certainly an opportunity with our connections with mothers and, and uh, significant others and children and things like that to open up and be more loving, be compassionate, listen to them and um, yeah, just be patient, you know, and, and be willing and be there for them. So this is the, the first episode in a kind of series for this week where we're going to be talking about the male experience and uh, we're going to touch on some pretty heady topics when it comes to like the um, the feminist antagonism towards men, but also the flip side of that when it comes to like toxic masculinity and male fragility and stuff like that. And um, really, I was going to name all of these episodes those things, but I want to try to make the conversation a little bit more positive because there are really amazing values that comes with that come with being a man. I'm very proud to be a man. I love who I am. I love that I have this natural tendency to be loving and nurturing and caring, but also physically protective and like, like full of testosterone, (laughs) you know, and wanting to express myself physically in a lot of ways. But it's also, you know, alpha being an alpha takes control. It takes um, understanding your role in the current place in society and not necessarily trying to, to, to overextend yourself in a way that is like unnecessary and warrants negative attention. Meaning, you know, the, all of the toxic masculinity that we're talking about basically leads to this perception, this negative perception of alpha behavior and leads to a lot of what's going on in terms of like the quote unquote patriarchy and the uh, systematizing of male power and things like that. And a lot of men are reacting insecurely because, well, frankly, a lot of men have not been uh, uh, fortified in their security as a male and feel that if the, if every, if the male uh, ego and uh, system collapses, that males are not going to have as many opportunities to, connect with women and produce children, which is, let's face it, that is the core of what um, men want. (laughs) You know, we, uh, we, we don't, we don't have a purpose without the women in our lives. And that unfortunately at a large scale manifests in control over basically most of human history. So we're just kind of navigating into a time that shifts in, that is shifting into a more equal society because we can afford to, because we just have uh, um, a better balance in life. And it is a new perspective. It's a new wavelength. It's a new form of thinking. And I think a lot of men are having a hard time adjusting to this feeling of being able to be masculine without 
feeling like they're giving up control of their lives. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of men naturally understand subconsciously that what is this, this society that's been built for us has been predicated on the control of, of, of women in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, it, it's been a challenge to navigate, you know, lifting women up while not necessarily knocking men down at the same time and allowing men to still feel empowered, but not at the detriment of women and allow women to be empowered, but not at the detriment of men. So, you know, I don't think, while I don't think it's appropriate to, for men to say things like, well, not all men, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, because if you're really secure with who you are, then you wouldn't need to say that you would understand that it's not about you. Right. So we're going to sprinkle things like that throughout, uh, this week's, this week's shows, um, and try to basically encourage men to be better men. That's all I want. And um, we're going to talk a little bit more about like men's style and what like kind of practical advice a little bit. We're going to talk about, um, you know, male emotions, which is kind of like the the more positive version of male fragility and uh, try to tackle that issue a little bit. There was something I looked up not too long ago. Um, there was like a Marxist thing that talked a little bit about how society has developed into um, the way it is today, the quote unquote patriarchy and all of that, uh, you know, the way that the world is systematized and kind of talk about, um, you know, how there's basically a lot of primal stuff going on with that. And, and the primal challenges that a lot of men face when it comes to like, this physical feeling of like, Oh, that girl's attractive. I, I can't just go over there and touch her. <laughs> you know, it's kind of a weird thing to say out loud, but like a lot of men experience that and it is a learned thing and it's a taught thing and you have to like, you know, be there for each other, be there for your kids and, and continue to make it, continue to make it known that, you know, what's, what's appropriate and what's inappropriate. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that's it. We're going to wrap up this episode cause I got to call Molly. She just got out of work and, um, we're, yeah, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening to the show. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or queries, you can hit up, uh, let's go see notes on Twitter or dopamine podcast on Twitter, or you can leave me a voice message here on dopamine, or you can email me at dopamine podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes or Apple podcasts or Google podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, wherever it is that you're listening to, I would appreciate a rating and a review. That would be absolutely amazing to help this show go further, go faster. Um, like the alpha that it is. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's it. So, uh, go to cnote.media if you want to check out my stuff. And, uh, if you want to leave a donation, go to dopamine.life to subscribe to the show and leave a monetary donation. So that's all I've got for today. Thank you for listening to dopamine and, uh, I'll catch you guys next time. Later. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to dopamine and providing your support for this show. I really, really appreciate it. If you really love this show, leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher to show some love for the podcast. You can also check out cnote.media to check out my work and my courses. But um, with that, we'll catch you next time. See you guys later.